isn't waiting. Cause for jazz R&B touches you every day. Talk about playing moves you can be day to day. It's the R&B Bistro. Let you be as Hello and welcome to the R&B Bistro Up Close and Personal. I'm your host Venus here to take you through this musical dance we call life. That's what we normally do. But today I'm stopping the music to talk about an issue that's really important to me and a lot of you out there. So we're doing a stop the music called Heal the Mind. And today I want to shine a light on a disease that affects 5.8 million individuals, 16 million unpaid caregivers. That's one of you, that's me, that's our guest in the studio today. So today we're talking to three people. We're talking to Robin Cohn, a director of programs and services of the Alzheimer's Association. She holds a master's degree in educational psychology and has taught over 25 years in caring for and giving advice about uh, those afflicted with dementia. Constance Roberson is a certified senior advisor, certified in uh, dementia and helping others do that uh, with that caretakers with that. And she has her own business called Oasis Senior Advisors and she'll tell us a little bit about that. She's also, I want to thank her, she's our sponsor for our refreshments today. And Robert Bry, I'm sure I said that wrong, but he'll correct us. He's a financial representative. He is on the board of the Alzheimer's Association and he is a caregiver to his mother. I'd like to thank you all for being here. Welcome to the r Bistro Stop the Music segment. How are you today? Fine, thank you very much for having us. Thank you for being here. So I want to start first with Robin. Yes. Um, I need you to give us a brief description of what the Alzheimer's Association does. Sure, absolutely. The Alzheimer's Association is the largest nonprofit mm-hmm. healthcare organization in the United States mm-hmm. dedicated to care and support services for people afflicted with Alzheimer's disease and dementia related disorders. Okay. Let's stop right there, because there are people who think that Alzheimer's is under dementia, dementia is under Alzheimer's. Break that down for us and separate it, and let's, let's clear the issue, clear the air. Absolutely, and mm-hmm. Venus, we get this question every single conversation. Mm-hmm. Dementia is a very large category right. of various disorders of symptoms, signs, different syndromes, symptomatologies that express themselves in various ways, such Mm -hmm. as cognitive impairment. Mm -hmm. And Alzheimer's disease is under the category of a dementia-related disorder. It's the most prominent form. Right, so if we wanted to make it simple, dementia is the umbrella. Exactly. under that. Exactly right. spokes from that umbrella. Correct. (laughs) Okay. Absolutely. All right, so how does this disease impact an individual and the family? Well, certainly it impacts an individual with everyday life, Mm -hmm. not being able to perhaps participate in social activities, not being able to keep a job, having a lot of difficulty driving, navigating, Mm -hmm. concentrating, reading, participating really in everyday life. Wow, wow, okay. So how, how is it detected? Well, you know, it's very complicated, and that's really where we need the community's help Mm -hmm. in terms of making sure that we talk about Alzheimer's disease and dementia and cognitive impairment. So Mm -hmm. anyone that is having difficulties should really take note of when they're having difficulties concentrating, what is happening in their everyday lives. The actual individual. Exactly, Mm -hmm. and have a conversation with family members and seek healthcare provider counsel and support, meaning go to their doctor. 
What you if know, they're not aware of these things happening? Right. Well, certainly families need to be more aware of what mm -hmm. exactly, right. of what they're experiencing as friends, as family, as mm -hmm. spouses, as community members, as colleagues at right. work, right. and bring that conversation to the forefront. Mm -hmm. Now, I know you're not a doctor, but can it be prevented? Do you know? I hear that it's just not curable. It is not curable, and unfortunately, we don't have any disease-modifying therapies to date. Right. What we can do together is to make sure that we practice good brain health. And what that really means is exercise, Mm -hmm. Cognitive exercise, meaning reading, participating. You mean I gotta do puzzles? Absolutely. No, puzzles. <laughs> right, right. Anything that we could possibly do that we enjoy mm -hmm. that we can more or less process new information. Mm -hmm so that we can keep that hippocampus open mm -hmm. and we could certainly practice good cognitive health. And we talk about money for resources and study, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So we should not only talk about drug therapies, mm -hmm. we certainly should start to concentrate on ourselves and our lifestyle. Okay, thank you Robin, we'll come back to you. Connie, yes. please tell us how you got into your business. Tell us briefly about your business, what you do, and how you got into that business and why elder care. Well, I started my career in IT, mm -hmm. and after um, years being a programmer and program manager in the IT world, I left corporate world in 2015 and decided to pursue something that I felt that was um, important mm -hmm. and that I'd be able to help others. Right. And that's how I came upon Oasis Senior Advisors, which is a franchise, mm -hmm. and I'm a senior living advisor and I assist families by helping them to locate assisted living, memory care communities, and independent living communities that are good fits for the families, including people who have Alzheimer's and mm -hmm. dementia. Also, I'm glad you said that because you said including people. So it doesn't matter what their affliction is, if they're of a certain age and they need to be placed somewhere, you can help them. You know, today there are people who have Alzheimer's of almost all ages in their 40s, there, yeah. 50s, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and yes, I have, I have been working with families and helping them to find assisted livings as as um, 59 years old, yeah, as yeah. young as 59. That's young. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna bring Robin a minute, but how did you come to start working with Robin and Robin? Robin, I, we actually go back a bit because um, having a loved one who has dementia, mm -hmm. I was seeking help, and there was a program being sponsored by the Alzheimer's Association, and it was a nine-week course called um, Stress Busters, mm -hmm. and it had different tips and things on how to alleviate stress when you're a caregiver, and that's when I first met Robin. It's probably good for any kind of stress. Huh? <laughs> it really yes, was. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it really okay, was. Uh, that's how you met them. All right. And Rob, mm -hmm. I happened to meet because in my role as a senior living advisor, I met Rob and his family, and I was able to help his family, and he'll go into that a little bit more. But that's how I met the two of them. Okay. Rob, please say your last name so the audience Bray. will have it right. It's Bray, y'all. You, you were close. <laughs> I did good, she said. You were close. Right. So, Rob, tell us about your uh, role. So, uh, mm -hmm. mom was diagnosed with dementia in 2016, mm -hmm. and then last year, uh, we had to move mom for Virg from Virginia up to New Jersey, so she'd be close to my sister and I. Mm -hmm. um, at that time, I got the services of an elder care attorney, and that attorney recommended Connie uh, to help me in that search for finding a place for mom. So let's stop here for a minute. You said you looked for an attorney. 
Mm -hmm. So just tell our, our viewers briefly, there are certain things you need to do when you find out that your loved one may be afflicted with a mind disorder. So getting an attorney, why? Why? Because uh, mom is losing cognition. Mm -hmm. And at some point, someone needs to make decisions on mom's behalf. And if legally uh, your wills, trusts are not set up properly, uh, powers of attorney, uh, you can't make decisions for mom. Right. So it was vital. Now, luckily, mom had done a lot of this ahead of time before mm -hmm. she had dementia. Mm -hmm. So I was already power of attorney, but uh, that was all drawn up in Virginia. We had to redo everything here in New Jersey. Yeah. And uh, the elder care attorney put some clauses in because he specialized in elder care. Uh, the Did she know that she was losing some of her, her cognitive uh, She would show signs of frustration. Mm -hmm. um, it started mostly with the computer, yeah. uh, just not knowing how to use the computer anymore. And she, and she would break down and do cry it. and right. go, Ma, what's wrong? Right. Uh, so that's when we first started seeing signs of the dementia. So I believe that you are, uh, you train caregivers, is that true? No. Uh, so on this journey I became uh, involved with the Alzheimer's Association because they were the first resource that mm -hmm. I found mm -hmm. that gave me some answers, gave me some resources, who to see, who to, uh, who to seek out, where to find some answers. Um, so I'm helping with Connie to facilitate caregiver support group meetings. Mm -hmm. So these meetings are designed for the caregivers, mm -hmm. not for the person afflicted. Right. Because the caregivers are the ones that are bearing the burden of a care. Right. And this is an emotional, mental, physical, and financial toll Absolutely. that it takes on the caregivers. Mm -hmm. And Connie and I are there to help support. Um, so how long does it take for you to be trained to do that? Is Connie, I believe your title is dementia practitioner or something like that? Well, that's a different certification that I did mm -hmm. on my own mm -hmm. because I wanted to learn as much as I could about dementia and mm -hmm. Alzheimer's and how to help people. Mm -hmm. And um, so I have that certification. Um, Robin, the training with the Alzheimer's Association was like about a day. That's all? Well, we have continuous education and mm -hmm. training that we offer, but certainly it's an opportunity to jumpstart mm -hmm. a group and mm -hmm. to be able to start the communication and the listening right. of our caregivers. Right. They need help. They need support. We can't have enough caregiver support groups right. in our community. So we need people to get involved, especially if you're, you have someone who, who is afflicted. Yes. Let me throw some terms out to you, and, and you can either one of you can tackle sure. this and tell me what it is. So sundowning. Right. Tell us what sundowning is and what do we do? And certainly sundowning is really very descriptive in terms of when the sun goes down, the person living with dementia shuts down. Mm -hmm. And it could be a matter of the journey of Alzheimer's disease. It could be that they're not sleeping, they're not eating, they're not participating in activities. But basically their whole personality changes, changes. dramatically. Mm -hmm. And we teach care partners and caregivers to make sure that they know how to connect with someone who is sundowning. Mm -hmm. And we teach them such strategies as communication strategies, different conversations that they could have with their loved awesome, one during yeah. that time, 
which really can start earlier. Right. It's not just when the sun goes down. Right. It could be starting at three o'clock in the afternoon. Well, exactly. let me tell you, I don't know why they gave it the name sundowning, because right. to me it's kind of like, uh, what do you call it, morning sickness? Yes. Morning sickness <laughs> came for me all during the day, so I, I don't know what they're right. talking about. And it can and, be. You know, in the morning, it was in the afternoon, in the evening. Sure. And in my experience, I found that sundowning with my loved one can be any time of the day. Right, and it can be, yeah. certainly. Yeah. Okay, so what are some other uh, behaviors that they may exhibit? Suppose, you know, out of the clear blue sky, they start talking to themselves and there's nobody else in the room and they're having a conversation. Right. And you go, who are you talking to? Exactly. Well, is that hallucinating? Is that a part of it? It is certainly could be a part mm -hmm. of, you know, their own journey with Alzheimer's disease. It really depends upon the type of dementia that they have. Mm -hmm. But certainly if they're experiencing delusions or hallucinations, that's the time where we want our communities to make note of that mm -hmm. and to talk to their doctors just right. to make sure mm -hmm. that clinically, medically, that they are to stay with the same treatment plan. Maybe there's something that needs to be changed or added. We need to take a close look as to why someone is starting to express that. Mm -hmm. And certainly we always teach about entering a person's reality. It's very important that we don't stay within our own reality, mm -hmm. that we move in and we accept the person where they are where today. They are. Yeah. And that's not a very easy transition. And I guess it's not easy to have them accept where they are too, because they probably don't really realize it. Exactly. Yeah. And they themselves, they get very frustrated oh, yeah. as well, oh, yeah. especially in the early stages. Yeah. Yeah. So when do you think it's time that you should place them in an assisted living or a nursing home? How do you know when it's time to do that? You know, the or tipping point that. that we hear is when, you know, their family members, their care partners feel like enough is enough. And it could be a result of the person wandering. It could be a result of them being certainly afraid to take a shower. They're having difficulty eating. They're having difficulty navigating through their home or they're becoming more aggressive mm -hmm. as and examples. And that's yes. what I normally talk with my families about mm -hmm. as well. I will tell them if there's aggression, if you feel that that person has become a danger to themselves or to the, the family members that they live with, it may be time for you to really consider, especially wandering, because wandering can be oh so, God, yeah. I, I mean, what what neighborhoods will do if they see a person wandering, they may get adult protective services involved, and then that makes it the situation even worse. Right, right. And what assisted living does is provide routine, mm -hmm. and for dementia patients, routine seems to be good at keeping them calm, because mm -hmm. minor changes can agitate them, make them anxious. Uh, mm -hmm. That's what we saw with mom, mm -hmm. just small changes. So mm -hmm. the routine of the assisted living has helped with calming down those emotions of anger and anxiety. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what are some other things besides the sundowning and uh, possibly hallucination or signs that we can you know, look at so we'll know these things when we see them? Well, certainly cognitive impairment that is affecting daily living. Mm -hmm. Not just forgetting where we put our glasses or our car keys, but really not understanding what the car keys are for, mm -hmm. for example. Not paying bills, 
not organizing your day well, not planning for your day, not being able to conduct yourself in a work environment, mm -hmm. not being able to participate in social activities, mm -hmm. and really having a lot of difficulty with life in general, mm -hmm. being very frustrated, not being able to read, for example, to concentrate. I've heard different things like stealing or um, telling tales. Well, stealing may just be that a person living with dementia may not realize that when they go to the supermarket that. that they have to pay for the item or yeah, they may be getting true. very frustrated because once they find the item in a supermarket, they may not understand what it is that they need to do. They don't know how to perhaps work with money any longer. They're having difficulty with coins. They're having difficulty with their own credit card. Mm -hmm. They don't understand enough in order to feel confident and and therefore, it's a little bit easier to just maybe hide mm -hmm. and run. Mm -hmm. But they don't mean any harm. And that's right. what we all have to realize. So what we're trying to instill are dementia-friendlier communities mm -hmm. so that people could be more helpful mm -hmm. to our loved ones. So in other, case, in other case, in other words, you're educating the community. Yes. So that they know if you happen to come upon this person and they act such and such a, right. you know, don't immediately want to throw them up against the wall and put them in jail. And what that mm. means as well is that we have to educate our first responders, mm -hmm. our police force, and mm -hmm. we're doing that currently. So that they can recognize Absolutely, mm -hmm. and they know how to talk to someone with memory loss. They mm -hmm. know how to talk with them should they find them wandering. Mm -hmm. And wandering is a very big issue yeah. with people with uh, Alzheimer's disease and dementia. Mm -hmm. And we have a program at the Alzheimer's Association, Medical Art Safe Return. It's a national database mm -hmm. where the person living with dementia and their care partner enter into a database mm -hmm. with um, current uh, address, photos, really? identification, and through a very easy, um, sometimes, you know, there's a little bit of a wait application process, someone could be fitted with a tracking device. That's what's so important. A tracking device? A, a tracking device so that, God forbid, they should walk out of their front door and go to the store and they don't come home if they're wearing a tracking device. Like a bracelet or like something? Like a bracelet. Okay. It could be a watch. It could be a bracelet. It could be a chip that they wear right. on themselves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. First responders can find them before they're in harm's way. Mm -hmm. All of our counties have different programs, safety mm -hmm. services programs, so mm -hmm. we educate our community to go to the local police department, the, you know, certainly the sheriff's department, talk to them. Mm -hmm. We have to leave the stigma of Alzheimer's disease in the background. We have to start talking about it so that help and services could be provided. And that's how I feel about a lot of things. We have to talk about them. Yes. Because sometimes, for example, depression is a really big thing. Absolutely. If you don't talk about depression, if you don't tell people what you need, they don't know. They say, oh, I'm going to leave them alone. And that's the worst thing to do, to leave exactly. them alone. You know? Exactly. Exactly. And I, I know that Alzheimer's dementia has been around for centuries. Yes. But back in the day, they called it getting senile. Exactly. And they just ignored it. Oh, that person's just getting older and they way. just they didn't pay attention right. to it right so let me talk to you we have a little bit more time but it's winding down quickly so let me just ask you when behavior is altered yes and they happen to get really keen on certain things I don't know if either of you have had this problem but my loved one is really keen on money right that person can count money and knows what's happening with the money Except if they cut the credit card off that I need to get something for them. I didn't do that. Well, who did it? 
<laughs> right. Hold right. it. Right. And it's like, that's my money and don't touch it and you're stealing with me. How do we deal with those? Because I'm sure I've made mistakes. Right. Well, certainly finances is a big issue and mm -hmm. we want to make sure that we remain financially you know, sound. Right? right? So not having a credit card, it may be a very difficult step no, to no. take. Why do they get so, what's the word I'm looking for, Connie? They get intense about they get certain intense things. about it, because about they the money. Is that like, that's the only control they have? Exactly, it's independence. Okay. It's the same mm -hmm. um, scenario with a car, with driving, right? Mm -hmm. oh. People don't want anyone to take away take their, their keys or away. take their right, car right, away right. or take their money away or their house away. This is theirs that they that work so hard right. for. I, I find, right? I found, control. Yes, yeah. control. Mom, mom became very possessive right. about things, right. anything. Mm -hmm. right. I couldn't hold something for her as we walked. Give me that. You know, yeah. she would grab sure. it from me. Yeah, um, sure. Uh, so I found that was not like mom. Mom was very yeah. generous. Yeah. You know I mean? And in some things, they can get a little childlike too, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And you have to realize what you're dealing with and redirect. That's a good word. You have to that's redirect right. them from exactly the things that they're doing. Absolutely. Yeah. Like my loved one, I've noticed that person never liked chocolate. That was the worst thing, was always, oh, I hate chocolate, I hate chocolate. They can't get enough of chocolate. Uh oh, I got mm -hmm. that problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's uh, everything's are in reverse now. Wow. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's you know it's heartbreaking it really because is. as you look around, you look at pictures of them, or you're watching them as you're going through things, and you're listening to them. Right. It's so heartbreaking. But you yeah. know what stays with them is music. music. Yes. Really. The music stays with them. So. Can I tell her an because example? Because it's a musical yes. dance. Yes. Life is yes. that musical dance. Yes, so, so we have to remember that. On Mother's mm -hmm. Day, I, I, I brought a singer in. This was the second year I did that. Mm -hmm. For the whole community. Yes. So we bring him in, all the mothers get a rose, I buy the roses. Yes, look and, at you. And the singer uh, happens to sing, you know, 50s, 60s, mm -hmm. but he also some Italian songs, mm -hmm. and mom's Italian. Sing it in Italian? He was yes. singing songs in Italian, yes. and there's mom singing With in Italian. Him. Yes. She and can't got verbalize words, right? English. Mm -hmm. Yes, but yeah. the music, I, whether you have the metro or not, music mm -hmm. is great for everyone. Music the, is the, the community medicine. loved it. Uh, mm -hmm. They're still raving about yeah. it. Yeah. We talk so, about that all the time. It's mm -hmm. therapy. Mm -hmm. yeah. It is not just for entertainment. I mean, I love music, and that's kind of why yes. I start the show with this, because I feel that there's, life is a musical dance. Yes. There's a song for everything in your life you can think of. They either wrote a song about it, or you remember this happened and this song was there. Exactly. Well, that happened and I associated with that song, you know? So life is a musical dance. Absolutely. And when things happen to you, that dance either stops or changes tune mm. or changes direction, you know? So I will always say that life is a musical dance. Yes. You know? So tell us the most, what are the most or some of the most important things you want our viewers to know about Alzheimer's if we didn't cover it already? Is there something that we didn't cover? Well, certainly education is empowerment, and the mm -hmm. more education that we can instill mm -hmm. in our communities, then uh, certainly families will be more empowered to seek support, they'll mm -hmm. be empowered to seek help, mm -hmm. and early care planning is essential. Mm -hmm. Not just medical care planning, but certainly, as Rob was talking about, legal planning, right. right, financial planning, mm -hmm. and really involving the person with dementia in all decision making. Mm -hmm. Earlier assessments, earlier treatment is key to quality of living. This is a very long dance. Is it true that, because I, I think I read this somewhere, I heard it, that if your lifespan 
yes. is dependent upon when it's like eight to ten years from the time you diagnose. But suppose you were diagnosed later than it happened, later than signs started happening, and you don't know. We don't know, and the mm -hmm. dance could be eight, ten, fifteen years from you know the time of diagnosis, mm -hmm. and that's why quality of living is so important. So important. Yeah, yeah. So it was an important question, but I, you know this is such an emotional topic for me. And so I, you know, I, I cry during the show sometimes. It depends on what yes. the guest says. Mm -hmm. You know, one day we were a ball of tears here, but yes. it was good TV. <laughs> right. But anyway, so I probably forgot my last thing. So let's just go into I wanted you to give um, Rob and Connie and myself some advice about how we should handle our love. Oh, that's what it is. Will we get it? Because our loved ones have it. We don't know. We know that um, certainly genetics plays a part, yeah. but not a direct correlation. We mm -hmm. certainly know family history does. Mm -hmm. What we're looking at currently are really environmental factors. Mm -hmm. We're looking at social determinants of health. So if what we can drink, do today. If you smoke, if you those kind of things, are they factors? Mm -hmm. And also access to good food, to healthy yeah. foods is very mm -hmm. important. Yeah. We talk a lot about exercise and how critical it is mm -hmm. because it does improve cognitive and you know enhancement mm -hmm. capabilities so that you can enjoy, you know, whether it be a book, whether it be a puzzle or some other type of creative activity. Right. There there is uh, uh, there is an Alzheimer's registry, so mm -hmm. if you are a family member of someone that has Alzheimer's, they will send you a kit, you swab the insides of your cheek, you send that kit in, they have your DNA now, and they can use that DNA to do more studies. So it's kind of scary, Rob. They have your DNA now. <laughs> well, <laughs> but they're not sharing it. They're not sharing it with anyone. It, okay. Again, it's for studies so that they can right, see right. if there's any correlations, right. hereditary. So, mm -hmm. so yeah. our viewers should, if they have members in their family that are afflicted, they should try to find a way to get involved with the Alzheimer's Association. Absolutely. And Certainly, we have an 800 number. It's 800-272-3900. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. One more it, time, slower. Sure, 800-272-3900. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. It is answered 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and we can translate into over 200 languages. Okay. So any questions or resources or information or just listening mm -hmm. and caring or crying or emotional support, mm -hmm. we're always there for our families. Okay, I like that. Connie, um, give us um, some more information about how to get in touch with you if they need placement. Sure. Mm -hmm. um, my direct number is 732-675-3140. We also have a website, which is oasisseniadvisors.com backslash jersey-shore. Because I cover the area areas of Ocean Township, mm -hmm. Ocean, I'm sorry, Ocean County, Mon uh, Monmouth County, mm -hmm. Mercer, as well as Middlesex County. Okay, and if anybody's interested in a franchise, they can call you too, huh? They can, yes, yeah, and I will do my best to help business. them. I don't know her, but I think I'd help get her to business. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and Rob, how can we stay connected to you? Uh, just, we need support uh, and vo volunteers right now mm -hmm. to run these uh, caregiver support group meetings. So well, Connie and I are gonna talk to you about good, that. We found a new location, actually the place where my mom is, they just lost the person who helps oh, their caregivers. Yes. So I kind of volunteered us. <laughs> so, Thank you. So. Keep me on par with that volunteering yeah. because yeah. We, we, <laughs> once you volunteer, you're in. Yeah. Exactly, All and right. our website is alz.org. Alz.org, all right. 
Rob and Connie and Rob, I thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Yes. Thank and, you. Um, we may do a part two at some point, okay? I hope so. Right. It's right. very important to talk about. Absolutely yeah. a lot more. Yes. So this has been the R&B Bistro Up Close and Personal. This was a Stop the Music episode. I want to remind you that it's never too late to live your dreams. And when you do, I'll be there encouraging you. We'll be back with our regular programming on the next show. Tell somebody to tell somebody about the Bistro. Come on back to see who we chat with again. I'm on all social medias. Connect. Love you. Goodbye. Gospel, jazz, R&B, touches you every day. Talk about how it